What's going on, everybody? Today I have my one and only brother from another mother, indeed, indeed. Um, Alex James, and tell them a little about yourself today, man. Just kind of give them a little bit of lowdown and, and who you are as a person and where you graduated from college and all the good stuff, man. Yeah, man, I just won the lottery, so I'm retired. No, I'm kidding. Alex James, for those that don't know me, right now I'm located in Charlotte. Working as a project control specialist. Don't get intimidated by a title. It's just fancy title just to look at numbers all day and, <laughs> and uh, make sense of those numbers. Grew up in Stockbridge, and there's a good friend of Addison here, and we've been knowing each other for about 10 plus years. Something like that, man. Yeah, man. Then I uh, took my talents to Virginia, got a scholarship to play football at Virginia Military Institute, and then graduated in two- 2016 and I moved to Charlotte. So that's cool, man. The, the fact that you got to play ball at Virginia Military Institute. It's all the same. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, at the end of the day, we're all under, we're all in the military, so. Right. But it was, yeah, it's a good opportunity, man. And I went to school that took a chance on me, so I figured why not. There you go, man. So I, today, I kind of want to go over just a few things, man. One being what your thoughts were on extreme ownership at the book. Mm-hmm. Just Give me some, like, your thoughts, your beginning thoughts, and then we'll kind of go into a few details on that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I think for me, overall, um, I just wanted to learn when I do become in that leadership position how to maximize on being the best leader I can be before the my subordinates. So I think for me, at first it was kind of difficult just because, you know, you're trying to read and understand you know, what he his experience throughout the United States uh, SEALs. And you're trying to apply it to your everyday life. And, and it was hard for me at first to make that transition. But once he kind of started making that transition and into just generic leadership, then it was like, okay, now it's starting to make sense. And I think the two things that stuck out for me was, as a leader, simplicity and clarity. Yeah. It definitely adds to leadership. For me, I picked up the same. I picked up the book for the same reason. Right. It it flowed with where I was moving my business, mm-hmm. and I needed to check in with myself. Am I ready to lead, man? Like, am yeah. I ready to lead right. someone else in their future? Yeah. You know. And for that, I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta brush up. I got, I gotta, I gotta check number one before I can check number two. Right. And so for for me, I, I, I texted James. I, you've heard him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And he, he said, check out Extreme Ownership. My cousin Morgan said the same thing. And I was like, you know what? If both of them said it, it's probably something to it, you know? Right. So I did it, man. And for me, it was execute and decentralize command. They all fall, man. Because once, once you get those in check, you yeah. got it, man. Yeah, you got especially it. for a decentralized command. I mean, I think it's big that, yeah. You're, the leader can have the overall objective and the mission for, right. and the way you want to complete a task. But does the leader have the best idea for the whole team? Right. So it's important to open that dialogue and say, okay, I have a mission. Here's what I want. How can we best approach it? Right. And then you just open up to your team. Right. But as you can see, a lot of leaders, I think, as a leader, you're responsible for creating that culture where your team can feel open yep. and not feel like, well, if I say something, I might get fired, yep. you know, that culture. And if a leader can develop that culture within a team, then, you know, you, the sky's the limit. Yeah, that's so true. You also have to lead your leadership in a, in a way. And 
you have to be willing to say, okay, look, I know that I don't want to be the boss that is just yelling at my 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 subordinates or or just my employees, man. Yeah, that's how you lose. I don't people. like subordinates, man. Right. I don't like it. Right. You know, I'm not I'm not yelling at you. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm yelling at you if I say subordinate. Right. I'm um, not I'm not your dad, right? <laughs> I'm not your dad. Right. <laughs> so, but but the thing is, is like I want to make sure that. The whole point of leadership is to build a culture, like you said, exactly. and and tie into really just building a, a group of people that are willing to push for a goal right. and, and the, the entire goal for the company. And so you keep that in mind and mm-hmm. you just strive for that. So going into that, we got your thoughts on that, yep, and, and yep. I, I, like, I like where you took that because that's, mm-hmm. that's everything that, that I was trying to pinpoint. How do you measure a leader? Like in, in your life, in your career right now, mm-hmm. pick out one leader and define that leader. Well, in my career right now, I'll probably say my supervisor. She's really, she's not the, the a wizard or the, or a subject matter expert on anything. Right. But as far as like facilitating and putting people in the right spot yep. so they can flourish and they can be successful, I think she's awesome at that. Yep. And then also, you know, we have... Let's say we have a problem with a, another manager in another organization. Yeah. Well, she's like, okay, y'all can take a step back. I'll be the front runner here, and I'll basically speak up for us. So with her, it's like I feel like I have a voice. Like mm-hmm. I can say something like, hey, you know, I'm having this problem with this certain individual. Can you please help me in how to approach it? Right. And basically, she'll she'll reach out to whoever I'm having problems with the individual, and she'll come up with a solution and. I think the biggest thing with her is I feel like she has my back. Yeah. That's that's, that's the that's biggest leadership. Thing. They, yeah. That, exactly. that that is solid leadership. Right. You're able to bring anything that you need to bring up to your leadership and say, "Hey, this is where I'm having an issue. Can you resolve it for me? If not, then how do we go about it?" Right. And if she's able to delegate that to you and say, "Hey, this is how we need to go about it." Right. That's leadership, man. That's it, man. It's, it's as a leader, you have to have those people skills, you know. You have to you have to Find a way to have your team buy into what you're trying to preach, pretty much. You nailed it, man. <laughs> you, you just nailed it. Pretty much. Because that, that's that's what drives your entire company. Right. You, your employees, in my eyes, employee doesn't work for me. I work right. for every single employee. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I have to make sure that they are supported before right. I'm supported. Because by supporting them, they support me. Right. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. And what you just described there, that's servant leadership, man. Yeah. Putting others' problems, yeah. situations before your own. That's, that's, all, it, that's, the, that's the only way you can do it. Yeah. And, and for me, if, if, if you're willing to do that and you're willing to push for that, then everything else, man, that, that, it falls in place. Pretty much. When, and I'm, I'm seeing that now with, with the ISA that we brought on um, just a few weeks ago. I mean, mm-hmm. my whole thing is that, like, I'm not your best friend. I'm here to support you in right. any way that I can, whether that's you need me to go pick up a rock and that that would help you. I'll go pick up that rock just so you can do your job better. But what you did was you established those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not your friend, but I'm here to support you mm-hmm. in any way, shape, matter, or form. Whatever I can do to help you help you become successful, please let me know. That's right. And in the book, one of the the chapters is called, and I believe I'm, don't quote me on this. There's not there's not a bad team. There's only bad leaders. Absolutely. Okay. So what is that? Tell me what that means to you. Well, first, I'm going to kind of give an example for everybody, mm-hmm. just so you can kind of enwrap your your perspective around it. So on. let's say there's a team, right? Yep. You're uh, coaching a, let's say you're coaching a middle school team or something. 
Your team goes zero and twelve. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You didn't win a game. Right. So you're. So okay. Now you're as a coach. You're supposed to be the leader, right? Right. So when when people see a team that goes zero and sixteen, who do they point to? They look at the, the leadership. It's, it's the coach. coach. It's the coach's fault. Mm-hmm. Right. What is the coach doing that made this team go zero and sixteen? Right. Now, a coach. An easy way out. A coach can say. Yeah, we just don't have the talent for it. We just, <laughs> we're not that right. good. Right. That's whatever. That's right. 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 Yeah, we're just not that good. Uh, we're, we're in a rebuilding mode. We didn't have luck this year. Yeah. But at the end of the day, a good coach is going to say, you know what? We did go on 16. As a coach, this is my responsibility, and I'm responsible for changing that culture, mm-hmm. which is why you see a lot of coaches after numerous bad seasons, what happens? They're out the door. Picking up somebody new. Exactly. And someone who has already established multiple cultures in the past. Right. That have been successful. Successful cultures. Exactly. And that's 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 big, man. In the book, you know, the, the all the seals that I have on my team just aren't running. You know, they're just not good. And they're coming in last every single time. Right? Right. And then you're looking at the same situation and the guy in the front, man, his team is always in the lead. And he was like, you know, we need to switch. We need to switch these guys. The guys in the back and they're in the front, and the ones in the front are in the back. Right. Well, as soon as he switched out that leadership, guess who started winning? The guys in the back. Exactly. Exactly. So that that to me, that's where I was surprised. Mm -hmm. I was like, holy smokes, man, this stuff actually works. Yeah. Just that in general brings in a lot. Essentially, right? You have one team that's meeting all expectations. Mm -hmm. So you're not necessarily concerned with them because you have that team working as one. Mm Mm-hmm. A good synergy going with the, with that team. So then now your focus is on the team that's not meeting expectations. Right. So now it's like, okay, what have I done with this team that's working so well that I need to implement with this team that's not meeting expectations? You got it, man. So when he did that switch, it worked out for itself. Yeah. And, I mean, that of in itself is the definition, man. That's that's key. But as a leader, you have to have that vision. You have mm-hmm. to pick up on that those things. A lot of leaders can say <clears throat> he could just went. You know what? Your team's bad. You need mm-hmm. to fix it. Yep. You haven't given me a direction. What? Where? Yeah. You want me to go here, backwards, right. <laughs> left, right? Right. Right. If I if I told you you're doing a horrible job, what am I doing a horrible job at? Exactly. Okay. And then <laughs> then, you, then you give me an example and say, okay, well you're. You're supposed to be bench pressing this, this way. Right. Okay, great. So now I'm doing it that way, but my elbows are tucked in wrong. You right. know what I mean? Right. Now, now you're giving me guidance, you know? Right. And that, that's big, man. That's, exactly. But that, that's, all, that's all flowing into leadership. And this, this whole book has, it doesn't just dive into leadership, man. It, it changes your, your perspective on life. Exactly. And it's, it's so weird because I went from waking up on the sixth alarm every morning to waking <laughs> up on the first just mm-hmm. because... I knew that I had to win that task in the morning because if I didn't, my entire day was shot. And I'm looking back and I'm like, every time I woke up on the sixth alarm, the seventh alarm, you know, I was like, man, I was groggy. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get up. Of course. Didn't want to get. And I'm like, I have no reason to feel that way, man. Right. A, I just took a breath. I just put my feet on the ground. <laughs> I have no excuse not to get my ass up and go. Exactly, man. And I think the biggest thing here you got to show people is. When you initially start, it's gonna it's gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> Waking up at, you no, know, and Jocko, yeah, he wakes up at what four thirty. Four thirty. Four thirty in the morning. morning. 
Now I'm not saying you have to exactly <laughs> you don't you don't exactly have to do that, mm-hmm. but let's say okay I'm gonna wake up at five or right. I'm gonna wake up at six. You know you you gauge on what you want to do. Right. So and then just hold yourself to that. One hundred percent. Hold yourself to that. Like we were discussing earlier, yeah. like I keep my phone on the kitchen counter and just turn my volume all the way up. So when that alarm goes off, I'm gonna get so annoyed that I have to you get have up. To get up. <laughs> so, Man, and th- that's it's simple tasks like that because you won the night before because you were like, you know what, that morning I'm gonna have to do it because I'm gonna have to get my butt out of the bed. I'm gonna have to, to move across the. I'm gonna have to move across the room just so my lazy ass doesn't get back in the bed. Exactly. You know. And the next thing. And that's self awareness, by the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the biggest thing with that, if you know you're gonna have to get your ass up to go and turn your alarm off, mm-hmm. make sure you prepared the night before. You have your Gym clothes laid out, your gym yep. bag packed, yep. your protein shake ready to go. And that way it's easy. You're not thinking about it. It's, 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 it's habit. Right. At the end of the day, it comes down to being habitual versus not. Exactly. You know? And, and habits, habits take a while to form, mm-hmm. but if you, like we said, consistency. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what it is. Right? That when wins, you go to yeah. the gym. We were talking about this before yeah, the podcast. Yeah, exactly. When you go to the gym, don't necessarily have to bench press 300 pounds every day. Right. Just bench press, just do 185 and just do and as just many reps it. as you can and just, or, and just keep doing that consistently. consistently. And over time, you're just going to start, okay, 185. Well, this, this, Damn, is, this is nothing. It's easy, yeah. Let's run it. Yeah. Now you want 200. And yeah. then you consistently do that. Okay? 250. Mm-hmm. You consi- and you just keep rising. You keep rising. I love it, man. And that's, that's it falls into anything. It falls into business. It falls into coming home at night in a good mood to see your spouse yeah. you know it comes home and you're saying okay well you know what today i don't feel good i'm gonna make a conscious effort every single day mm-hmm. because the only things you have control of are your mood <laughs> you know your attitude for sure and there's some other ones that i can't think of at the moment <laughs> but there's three of them no yeah and i always hear them but i you know at the moment i forgot it so that's fine and i'll probably just stick it in there yeah you know word it around yeah however yeah. Your mood is number one, right. no doubt. No doubt about it. Because you come home, and if you're feeling bad, so what, man? Right. Change it. Yeah. Like, oh, I get so aggravated because I find myself that way. Yeah. And I, listen, I understand. Like, I, and I try, to, I try to keep my emotions somewhat out of these, mm-hmm. but I tell you what, man, I, I get so caught up in myself man, because I'm like, I, you know what? Right. You're in a bad mood, man. So what? Yo, so what? I always say this. And my, my dad is notorious for telling me this. If you mm-hmm. don't like a situation you're in, change, change it. it. I think change. my dad said the same thing to me. <laughs> I think we try to overcomplicate stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we're in a bad situation. And then I, all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to mm-hmm. do that. So, okay, well, time out. Let's bring it back here. You're in a bad situation. Yep. First things first, you need to change it. That's... <laughs> that's that's a gimme right there. You need to change that bad situation yeah. you're in. Then once you decide and you're committed to changing that bad situation, be consistent with it. That's it. It's all consistency, man. And and that's that's so well put because thinking about that, I'm done with that. Dude, you made a valid point. I have nothing to add to that. I, <laughs> I find myself always trying to add to somebody's somebody's sentence, and I have nothing to add to that. You can ask James, man. I add to everything. <laughs> so, with that being said, man, I don't have to. Add, I don't. I don't have to add to that. Um, we talked about leadership is contagious. Obviously, when when he made the change of leadership there, mm-hmm. 
It worked. Corner and move. I want to know what you think about that because that is obviously a military term. What do you think about how is how is that usable in, in business? Counter and move, right? Mm-hmm. So I look at it like this. So first, you have to realize, okay, here's my task, right? Yep. A hundred percent of the time, you're not going, you're not going to have clarity in whatever whatever solution you have. There's not going to be a hundred percent clarity. Right. I don't care who you are. You can think you have everything solved or everything pointed out, but until you actually do it, that's when you'll start to figure out, okay, there's more things I need to figure out with the task I'm doing. So, basically, make a, uh, make a decisive decision. Yep. Like, okay, here's what we're going to do. So, point out your risk. Okay, we do this. What could, what could possibly happen? Mm-hmm. This, 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 this can happen. Right? Right. And then you move. Mm-hmm. And then you keep, you move, Right. Then you hit like a checkpoint or something, a milestone. Then it's like, okay, I'm at this milestone. You go back, okay, what did what went right, what went wrong, and lessons learned. Mm-hmm. So then you, you know, write that out, figure out with your team what what happened, what went right, what went wrong, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, instead of doing this, I'm gonna do this this time. Then you go on. And to keep, that next milestone. Just keep pursuing. Right. Do you think that's beneficial if you have a really big team? So let's say that you're working on analysis, right? Right. And the end goal um, at the end of the day is to come up with these numbers for this objective. Right. So there's probably other departments working on the same objective, right? Yep. Where, where, where you're at? Yeah. So wouldn't it be best to be in communications with those other and parallel with the other, yeah, absolutely, and, and and pushing for the same goal. Yeah, that way then, you're not trying to strive for this, right? And they're trying to strive for this, and then you guys get all your numbers mixed up. You get everything mixed up. The thing is, though, transparency is the, key, is the biggest thing here. See, I think that that has been in every single podcast I've ever said. Transparency with with, with from business owners to salesmen to anybody that's been on the podcast. Right. It has literally been transparency all the way through the boat. Go ahead and finish what you're saying. Yeah, transparency is the biggest thing because if you're going to work parallel with with different organizations throughout mm-hmm. the company, they need to know what you're doing, they need to know what you're doing, you need to know what they're doing, and etc. Right. And so if we're working in silos, like I have my team, I have all this information, right. but I don't relay it to any any of the other business organizations. So I could be moving here, and they could be here. Right. But and the thing is, we weren't transparent from the jump. Yep. So if you, if all the organizations are transparent from the jump as far as, okay, this is our end goal, yep. this is what we want, and we all concur with that end goal, then we can move in parallel effort. Right. But if my team's in the silo, then another team's in the silo, then another team's in the silo, you're generating ideas on how to move to the... All, we all have the same objective now. Yeah. But... Everybody's okay, I, I have a way to do it. Another team has a way to do it. Then another team has a way to do it. Yeah. Who's the best way? You don't know. The one that, that works together. together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, and, and you're right. That's how it works. Right. With that being said, the next one is is simplicity, basically. Oh, this, um, this is big. Keeping it as simple as possible. Um, for me, when I make a task known, to uh, my RSA, yeah. I make it known for the fact of we have tasks we have to finish on a daily thing. Right. If she doesn't hit her one appointment for the day, she is lost for the day. 
Right. There's not a win in that board. Right. I don't care if, if you have five goals today mm-hmm. and you hit all four and you don't hit that fifth one, mm-hmm. you've lost. Mm-hmm. You did not win today. Yeah. Come back tomorrow and we'll try, try to win again. again. Yeah. You know? But don't, 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 don't consider that a win mm-hmm. because once you get a few consecutive loses under you, we're going to have to reevaluate where we're at, where our goals are. Exactly. You know? And so uh, I think that complements simplicity is clarity, right? 100%. Like, for simplicity, right? So let's say, I'm like, Asim, I want you to walk out that door and walk to my car. Mm-hmm. What's the mission? Get to my car. How to do it? Walk out that door. Mm-hmm. Simple. You can execute as fast as you want to. Right. And you'll be good. Now, what if I said this? All right, Asim, I want you to walk to my car, right? Okay, okay. Simple, right? So, at least, <laughs> least to my next point. Mm-hmm. All right, Asim, before you walk to my car, I want you to do five push-ups, then I want you to do two cartwheels, then take five steps, then I want you to do jumping jacks mm-hmm. until I say stop, and then take another five steps. You see how how overly complicated I just yeah. made that simple mission? Yeah. It, it was just good. go to the car, walk to the car. Yeah. But those unnecessary steps just made it complex. Yeah. Clear. It was clear. It was clear. Mm-hmm. But as a leader, you have to assess those. Okay, is this is this a necessary step? Do we really need to do this? Yeah. Do I really need to have those five push-ups in there? Right. Or could we just go straight to the jump? Do you, do I do you really need to do two cartwheels yep. to get to the car? And you're right. That that's at every being simple. When the saying "keep it simple, stupid" is. That is, is that's a powerful acronym. Mm-hmm. It's powerful, and and it is for the very simple fact of when you look at it and you say, "Guess what? We can keep this task because it's a simple task." Right. Once we get, you know, because she has to go into a few different things. When she makes a phone call, she has to add it to the database, and then from the database, she has to throw it into a two different other categories. Right? right. Is it going to be a follow up or is it not going to be a follow up? Mm-hmm. Are we just doing this or we're doing that? Right. Um, and with that being said, we keep all of our stuff in the Google Doc. So as soon as she updates it, I see it. Right. And what I like to do, I keep, we have four things that she has to go into, right? Mm-hmm. And one of these, you know, typically it doesn't go into all four. It goes into either three or four of these. Right. So it's very simply laid out. It says you have four things you have to get done. Mm-hmm. Does it go in this one? No. Does it go in this one? Yes. Does it go in this one? Yes. Does it go in this one? Yes. Done. Right. And you've done it. And I, all I have to do is be able to see it. That's it. And that's, you see that at a high level. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's done. And I don't need you to go and move this document to this place and then move this document to this place. It's all simple. You now, do it, I, I see it. Right. Now, what would have happened if you, instead of just looking at the Google Doc at a high mm-hmm. level, right, what if you went into the weeds with her and you told her, no, don't click it like that. Click it like this. Mm-hmm. No, don't, don't, don't move that. Don't, don't type that. Type this. You would have probably overwhelmed her. Mm-hmm. She would probably have been like, all right, Addison, you need to get, get the help. Micromanagement, my man. Right. And I can't stand that myself, so I know for a fact most people are, Some people like it, man. But, I, you, but you're I right. hate it. <laughs> and, and, and you're right because it, it's, not, it's not keeping it simple. And, it's, and honestly, to me, and this is just you know, this is my opinion, mm-hmm. if I'm micromanaging you, I slightly don't trust what you're doing. Slightly? <laughs> Slightly, you're like I can do it better than you can, so you probably just right get out of the way. Exactly. So all the management out there that's trying to micromanage, you might want to just refocus on number one first. Right, and that's why there's a difference between managing 
and leadership. Mm-hmm. It's two different spectrums. And you're right. So maybe, and this even falls into relationships, maybe you need to be leading a relationship and not managing a relationship. But I won't, I'll, I'll digress. Yeah, let's, digress. Uh, yeah, let, let's not um, get into that. We can, <laughs> we can be here all day talking about that. You're right. So, you know, going into it, um, decisively engage. I think we kind of talked about that, you know, just going through these. Um, because a lot of these all fall into, like, the same category. They're just differently placed. Right. So uh, decisively engaged is, is knowing when to engage someone and knowing when not to engage. That's lead those above you. Have you ever had a situation where you've had to lead someone above your head? In my organization, mm-hmm. it's very bureaucratic, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to. I'm I'm basically the low man on the totem pole. That's right. just how it is. It's going to be like well, that. You're for a grunt, me. man. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I do all the all the grunt work. Yeah. And so it's like okay, now I have to report to my senior leader, senior team leader. Then my right. team leader has to report to my manager. My manager has to report to the general manager. Right. General manager to executive, etc. Right? right. So, I think the biggest thing for me is when you report to your, whoever you have to report to, mm-hmm. meet with them saying, okay, hey, this is what I did. I think the best way that to present this to ultimate, you know, to the executive is right. that we should do this, this, and this. Yeah. Which, which all comes back to creating that culture to where I don't feel uncomfortable sharing my ideas with you, right? Because at, at the end of the day, I I have a fresh perspective, yeah. perspective on you know certain things, or she has experience, mm-hmm. and we can just kind of combine those two things and, and rock and roll. And rock and roll. But at the end of the day, if I don't feel comfortable, I'm just going kind of like here, here it is. Do what you want with it, right. instead of like. Telling her, okay, here it is, but I think we should do this, this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. And then if she doesn't properly communicate that with me or her ideas, then essentially when it gets up to leadership, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. They're going like, like, what the what the hell is this? Why do you do it like this? Send it back down the chain. I want something different. Right. But that could that's something different could have been my idea from the beginning. Yeah. But I was too afraid to say it. Exactly. And you change it up before even bringing it up to anybody and exactly. saying, "Hey, this is, this is kind of what I was looking." So, but I mean, and that—that's the best way to do it. So you're able to go to her and say, "This is my thoughts on this," huh. and understand that that you have to get your work done before you're able to bring up an, a, a a different idea. Exactly. And you say, "Okay, well, I've done it this way. I've done it your way. I'm over here. The I'm the one that's doing it in the trenches. So maybe you I know can, the answer. Right, right, right. So maybe I can give you a different perspective." Mm-hmm. And maybe you can you can think of it this way. If not, that's fine. I'll keep doing my grunt work because hopefully I'm gonna have your job soon. You know. Yeah. And so then you have to keep in mind when you get there that you have to be willing to take word yeah, from everybody. Exactly. Else. You know, I have a few other questions that I wanted to bring into bring into you, and we're having a little background noise, so I'm sorry. Yeah, for that's, that, guys. All right. that's all right. Uh, but discipline equals freedom, and this is gonna tie up everything. And this is basically the same reason why you even listen to Jocko, right? Yeah, absolutely. Before I read the book, right, mm-hmm. I uh, listened to a TED talk on where he talked about discipline equals freedom. Right. And when he was talking about it, it was like, man, that makes total sense. So let's say you have you have five tasks you need to get done, but then you're like, oh, man, I got to wake up early get all this stuff done. So when you don't wake up early, mm-hmm. What happens? 
you only get maybe three tasks done or two tasks done. Yep. Well, hell, you might not get none of them done. Yeah. But if you're like, okay, ah, five tasks, right? If I get up at four, four something in the morning, then I can get that done. Yep. You lay it out, now commit to it. That's why I think commitment's we, hard, man. It's yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Whether it's relationships or business or just personal life in general, commitment's hard. Yeah. Cause you have to back it up. Yeah, and you have to be you have to be willing to be a man and say, "Hey, I said that I was going to do this, right? And I'm not going to just wait till tomorrow to do it. I'm not going to wait till Monday to do it because it's Friday, right? I'm going to do it today. Sense of urgency, man. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. And you're right. And that 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 drives so much um, into everything that we need to be doing, anyways. Exactly. And self discipline. When you're setting your goals, you have to have self discipline to basically. Avoid those distractions, right. whether it's friends, hell, family, etc. Like, you have to be selfish as far as your goals. I, that's how I feel. No. That's yeah, how I always right. gonna feel because if you let's say okay, uh, three months I want to uh, go from one eighty five to one ninety five, mm-hmm. right? That's your goal. You that's t- you have to have tone vision with that goal, right? Yeah. So let's say you're, you're doing good for the first week. Then all of a sudden, you know, one of your friends is like, hey man, you want to you know, grab a pizza? You want to get some beer? You know, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Then here's yeah, here's yeah. where here's where you mess up at. Eh, a couple slices won't hurt. Mm-hmm. Eh, a couple brews won't hurt. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, you're off track. Yeah. And then you say, oh man, I, I've screwed up this week, so maybe I'll start Monday. Yeah. I'll start back on my day Mo- plan on Monday. Monday. You start, yeah, you start trying to uh, add justification to mm-hmm. what you just did. When in reality, if you would just say, you know what, I'm, I'm just cool. Done it. Yeah, I'm yeah. cool. I don't. I don't and, want and, but it's okay to go out and 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 go out and grab a beer, you know, on, on your diet plan. Yeah. However, you don't have to go eat the pizza, man. Yeah. Do they have gluten free pizza that's like it's like a hundred calories a slice? Yeah. Think about it, man. There's there's ways around. There's alternatives to yeah. There's, there's alternatives. You can still go out and have a good time. You just got to be cautious of what you're doing. Be self aware of the place where you're at. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if you're anything like me, and I think everybody can kind of, you know, attest to this, is just you go out, he's like, hey, you know, let me, I'm gonna have fun, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do better tomorrow. Tomorrow comes. Tomorrow comes, what happens? <sighs> I'm tired. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'll just go, I'll to go, gym, go to the gym, gym one. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you know, I've I worked hard this week. Let me just take a couple of days off. Then all of a sudden, three days take off. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, it's five days. Then it's a week. Then next thing you know, you're like, "Damn, I'm still scrawny and skinny." Like, <laughs> and you don't, you don't know what to do, man. But I mean, you—it's all self-discipline. Yeah. Self-discipline equals self-love. Right. Right. I think that's a Will Smith thing. It, it, it may be. I mean, it's on your it, door, so oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Way to call me out. Way to call me out. The whole part of it is. It all falls in together. Whether it's it's discipline equals freedom or discipline equals self love, right? It is. It's hand in hand. It, it literally is because if you love yourself enough, you're going to be disciplined enough to make sure that you have the freedom to do the things you want to do. Absolutely, and it's kind of like what we touched on. Like, I, I look at it like this: like we're twenty something years old, right? Our twenties yeah. basically. Basically, our dog years, man. You're yeah. going to grind it out. You're going to work those late hours. You're going to work those night shifts. As you doing, should. Right. But 
do it now. You know, why not do it now than when you're 35 and yeah. you have two kids and life done got a hold of you and yeah. now you have to figure out, like, damn, I got to do this grunt work now. now yeah. Now and then you got two miles of feet now, right? Yeah. Man, that's, that's, that goes into it a lot because there's not a lot of millennials that think the way that we do. And then also there are enough to where that shouldn't even be a saying. You know what I mean? Right. There's, there's, Point blank, you have people that want to do shit, people that aren't going to do shit. Right. And the people that are going to say, hey, I'm going to do this shit, but never really do it. Yeah. You know, th- there's a difference between doers and and people who don't. And, and It's black and white. Right, <laughs> and it is. It really right. is. It really is, right. And, and we might call this segment black and white right now. Well, like, as well. I mean, <laughs> I agree. And, and, but, but that's my thing, is because things, people... Generations get bad raps because of other people, right? I understand that there are a lot of lazy jokers out there. A lot of lazy jokers. Absolutely. But there's also 50-year-olds that are just as lazy as these 20-year-olds. You know what I mean? And there's there's difference in in generations, and I think that's where the bad rap comes. But, you know, even if you look at the people who are 80 now and the people that are 50 now, there was still a generation gap. Oh, you know, they don't work as hard as we do. Yeah. They just do it differently. Right. But, you know, what, what are your thoughts on millennials in the workplace? Because you probably have a better concept of it. I work with, like, all older folks, but... Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, my team my team's basically all senior, but I, I do work with... See, you said that a lot nicer than I did. I said older folks. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> right, all right. They're all senior, right? mm-hmm. senior citizens, we, whatever. But, <laughs> but um, I think the biggest thing for millennials in the workplace is just we need to understand, like... Especially in a corporate environment, it's, mm-hmm. it's basically cutthroat, and as it should be. Yeah, right, and, and I be. think I think any business should be cutthroat. Yeah. It weeds out the weak. It, it does. I'm all. I about mean, coming in every day and just getting blood. Man. Right, but that competitive spirit is going to drive the best performance out of you. But I think for us, it's just we have to understand like where I'm at is. Not necessarily where I'm gonna be at in five years. Mm-hmm. As long as you have that vision, that five year plan, like okay, when I'm when I'm 29, this is what I want to look like. This is what I want to be. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do. Yep. Right. And that's hard because you know that's, that's five years. A lot of shit can happen in five mm-hmm. years. I think we does we we think we have so much time. Like oh, I'll do that when I'm older. Mm-hmm. You can't think like that. No, no. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> 28 can come just like that. Yeah. And then you, you'll look back and like, oh, like damn, I ain't do none of this shit I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But that's all comes back to selfish. And that's what has to keep you going. If you have your vision, you have faith in that vision, and you know it's going to happen, you have confidence that's going to happen, yeah. then nothing's, nothing's going to stop you, bro. Like, yeah. If you can clearly see it, and yeah, you're going to struggle. There's obstacles in the way. Always. This happens, that happens. Like, there's no straight line to success. It's all it's all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes left. It goes and right. And you can't see that he just danced around. Right. I did. I did. <laughs> but but um but that's that's how success is, man. But and it all comes back to I don't want to sound cliche, but it's don't give up. Yeah. Like no. And, and sometimes it is that simple, man. Yeah. And and a lot of folks, I don't care if you're you're 62 or you're you know 18, like. Anything that you want to do is completely manageable. Like, there's, 
if you want something, man, you can get it. Duh. And a lot of people, like, I, I, I was looking back on this, and this is probably something I'll bring up in a later podcast. But yep. thinking about it, when we were, boy, when we were like 10, man, because <laughs> yeah. we, we've been, we've, we've known each other for, you know, since day one. long time, man, yeah. But... Like when we were ten, man, we were like, "Oh, we're gonna get Lamborghinis, man. We're gonna get, we're gonna have all these nice cars. <laughs> right, right. We're, gonna, we're gonna own our own stuff." We were just happy, man. You know? yeah. And then I was thinking about that because I saw a picture of a Bugatti the other day, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, I was like, "Man, I thought I was gonna have one of those by the time I was, you know, forty-two. Yeah. Not to say that I can't. However, what I'm saying is, I'm looking at that now. And I'm like, that's a million-dollar car. Absolutely. That is a million-dollar, two million-dollar car. Easy. Easy. Now look, look look at the, look at it this way, two million dollars is a lot. I would have to have I would have to have four million dollars saved up before I bought a two million dollar car. Exactly. Just in my head. Just, just to even. No, no, be no. Able to that's how it. that's how it should be. Though. Yeah. So I think about that. and I'm like, four million dollars. I better start grinding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you damn right. But, but that, that's the whole point of it, man. Because it's all attainable. But then you think about it, you get older and you're like. Man, I can't do that. I can't do that. But I was like, you know what? Well, yeah, but yeah, and it's crazy because when you're young like that, you don't you don't think about the can'ts. You're just like you're just so full of hope, and mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I'm gonna get this. And it's being naive that. a little bit. However, it, it, <laughs> but it, it is. But, but let's be real because you're not thinking about everything that can stop you. You're thinking about I can just do it. I mean, right? When you get older, you start applying logic, mm-hmm. which I mean. It's logic, yeah. It's, it's life logic. Let's yeah, be, yeah, yeah. Let's be that, real. It's I like, not I like real life. I like, life I like that. You start applying life logic to it. So you're like, like you said, you look at it like a Corvette or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay. When you're, I was little, I was like, yeah, I can, I'm, I'm going to get that one of these days. Mm-hmm. And But now it's just like, oh, I got bills. Okay, credit card got to get paid off. Oh, electric bill. Oh, shit, that's coming. <laughs> And then, oh, now I got, you know, if you have, like, a girlfriend or mm-hmm. whoever, or your family or somebody, like, damn, well, my cousin, I got to send him some money. Or, oh, my girl, she she want to damn, she want to go out the country. Yeah. Like, I, I got to make sure she's doing good with that. And you're right, because yeah. it comes down to anything that you want, you can get. It's a matter of how you can do it. Right. And it's very simple. Don't give up and work even harder than you're working. If... And you think some two simple things would be so easy to and, do, and <laughs> it, it is easy to do, man. <laughs> However, people don't want to put in the consistency. They don't want to put in the daily grind, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know what? I work a nine to five. I don't care. You can have a side hustle. Like my my day is not nine to five. Right. My day is as soon as I get up, I'm pushing it, and as soon as I get done, and that may be five, six, seven, eight o'clock at mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. But that that's that's because I knew I had to get these things done. Yeah. And it's about understanding that you have to grind these out, push it, push it, push it, and just be consistent on a daily basis that you know you can get this. Exactly, man. And that's harder. But you're willing to take those extra hours because yeah. you, you understand, like, okay, I need to do this now or my vision is never going to happen. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, we're young as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, we, have to, we need to have fun. We need to keep that balance. That work-life balance, you you have to keep that yeah. because too much work is bad, and then too much bullshit is bad too. Let me, let me be honest with you. Yeah. Too much work is not bad. It's only bad if you see it as bad. Too much bullshit, as you said, 
is not bad. It's only bad if you see it bad. So you're saying it's perspective. Everything is. But yeah, man, I think I think I'm really glad you got to come on, man. Man, absolutely, man. Yeah. Looking was, forward to doing another one, man. Yeah, we we definitely hit we hit our times. Didn't that, even didn't even realize it. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Um, but what we'll do is is we'll, we'll definitely have we'll have you back on, man. I I enjoyed having you on. Absolutely, you're always a brother to me. No doubt, you need anything. absolutely, man. So what we'll do, we'll wrap it up, and I want to say thank you to everybody who is listening and that is subscribed. We love the feedback. I'm sure you would like some feedback too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know I sound like a little kid, but hey, <laughs> it's all. But definitely, I mean, if 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 you could subscribe, if you can share this to anybody who who you think would be impacted by it, who could get some value from it. You know, we, we always harp value, but I think it really comes down to some people are just in different places in life. And I think that you just need to, if, if you can share this with anybody that would be valuable to them, mm-hmm. send it out to them, man. Everybody has their own time frame, man. That's right. So thank you, guys. Thank you.